the Bible Study Podcast, episode 299. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Colossians with chapter 2. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. It is indeed episode 299. Episode 300 is just next week. We're continuing on in chapter 2 of Colossians, starting in verse 16, Freedom from Human Rules. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that are to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person also goes into great detail about what they have seen. They are puffed up with idle notions by their unspiritual mind. They have lost connections with the head from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. Again, we start this paragraph with the word therefore, so we should pause, back up, and see what it's there for. Before Paul says, therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, he is referring to everything that has happened before, where he has said that we were circumcised with a circumcision not done by human hands, taking away that body of the flesh. So in Christ's crucifixion, our old self was crucified with him, and we have been raised with him to live a new life, and therefore do not let anybody judge you. Do not worry about all these other little things. These are the sort of things that people might disagree about that are not important. So specifics about what we eat or drink, you know, are we vegan? Are we vegetarian? Are we carnivores? Well, in those days, it would be, do you eat meat from idols? Do you not eat meat from idols? Is one particular day important? Is it not important? The new moon celebration, which day is the Sabbath? Is it Saturday? Is it Sunday? He says, all of these things are a shadow of things to come. They're not the important things. They're not the reality that's found in Christ. Don't worry about people who say they've seen great visions. Don't worry about people who have all of these details, all of these theories, who are puffed up with idle things, said they've lost connection from the head. So remember that he has described Christ as supreme in creation, the agent of creation, and also the head of the body, the church. And he gets back to that notion and says, don't worry about all these people who have lost connection to Christ, who have lost connection to where Christ wants his church to go, who are worried about all sorts of other little and unimportant things. They are distractions. But instead, the whole body, the church in this case, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. And so that Christ as the head of the body, the church, is directing the body, the church, in the ways that God wants it to go. And he goes on, Since you have died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, Why, as though you still belonged to the world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Okay. Well, let's read this paragraph back to front. What we're trying to do here, or what people are trying to do, and they're coming up with a lot of rules to do them, is they're trying to restrain sensual indulgence. 
They're trying to say, we have that old body, that self, that flesh, which has its desires, its lusts, its gluttony, all of those sort of things, and we want to restrain those. And that's not a bad thing, but he's saying a lot of people have come up with a lot of rules in that time and in this time to try and do that. And he says, you have already died. That person who was that that person who was you, that old self, died with Christ on the cross. And only through Christ can we be delivered from our desires of our fleshly nature. So he says all of these other things, these rules, these self-imposed, and I don't want to call them disciplines, but he's saying these things which are based on human teachings, and he calls it self-imposed worship. And that's an interesting phrase. Why would something that is trying to keep us from sensual indulgence, which seems like a good thing to do, be self-imposed worship? The question here is, where do we find our power? Where do we find our authority? And where do we find our direction? If we try and find it from within, then we are treating our desires, we are treating our word as more important than God's desires or God's word. And that is self-imposed worship. That is putting us before God. Even if we're putting us before God trying to do something valuable, he still calls that self-imposed worship based on human commands and teachings. False humility, harsh treatment of the body, all the things that they did in the Middle Ages with self-flagellation and all those things would easily fit in this category. But I suspect that there are things in our world as well that are not as obvious And honestly, I don't know whether it's the latest diet fad or how exactly that we would translate this. But the important thing is that we have died with Christ and been raised new. Let's continue on with chapter three. We're going to be, this episode's going to go a little long if I do this, but let's do it anyway. Living as those made alive in Christ. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So he says, you've been dead You've raised again. Put your mind on your source of life. When Christ, who is your life, I love that phrase, when Christ, who is your life, appears, you will also appear with him. So think about all of the things that God wants us to think about. Don't fill your mind with trash. Don't fill your mind with the latest gossip. Don't fill your mind with the latest trashy movie, novel, TV show. But set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. And then he goes on to be more specific. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, or free, but Christ is all. And is in all. Great paragraph. So he says, you've got all of these earthly desires, these remnants of a previous life that died with Christ. He says, put them to death now. They're a dead man's things. 
So all of the sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, and idolatry. And notice all of those things, with the possible exception of idolatry, have to do with desires. And he lumps idolatry in there as well, which is an interesting combination there. Idolatry, which puts anything before God. He says, you used to walk that way in the life you once lived. That life is over. That died with Christ. So rid yourself of all these things. And then he gets into, I think, actually some things that are harder for a lot of us. Not that lust and greed aren't hard, but he talks about anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other. How do we deal now with each other? And this whole list is almost the opposite of the fruit of the spirit list, right? We get love, joy, peace, patience, goodness. Well, if you're not patient, good, and gentle, you're going to end up with anger, rage, and malice. If you don't have love, then you might end up with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. If you don't have goodness and kindness, you might have filthy language and lying. He says, those are of the old stuff. That's the old guy. That was put to death. That's You've taken that off with your old self and its practices. Put on now a new self. And I think the image here is that almost as we get dressed in the morning, picture putting on the new self, putting on the new, the new you renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator, that the purpose of the Holy Spirit, the role of the Holy Spirit is to be taking us from old to new, to be taking all of those old things in us and renewing us into the image of a creator. When we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, that that is a picture of what we should be because that is a picture of who God is. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, long-suffering, and self-control. And then he ends that paragraph, and we'll end this episode with that great statement, Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. He says, you're all the same. You come from very, very different places. The barrier between Gentile and Jew at those days was great. A Gentile, you wouldn't eat with a Gentile if you were a Jew. The barrier between circumcised and uncircumcised was this big barrier. But so was the barrier between barbarian and citizen, between slave and free. And he's saying all of those barriers are old self. All of those barriers that separate you because of where you came from, because of who you think your people are, those are old self because your people now are God's people. Your people, whether you're the master or the slave, whether you're the rabbi or the old pagan priest, that doesn't matter. That's where you came from. Whether you're the immigrant or the citizen, whether you're the boss or the shop worker, it doesn't matter. That's old self. That's where you came from. Your people now are God's people. Your ways are God's ways. Your thoughts are God's thoughts because you died with Christ. So live not as a dead man, not as a dead woman but as one who is being made new in Christ. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at com. You can also leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com or follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful devotional and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. 
To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.